Welcome to the Multifamily Five, where industry experts provide raw information about how they are achieving success in the current market conditions. And now, your host, Dallas-based real estate broker, Mark Allen. So, Brett, how's it going? Good morning, Mark. Thanks for having us, man. I'm doing well. Yourself? I uh, would be better if I was on the golf course. Yeah, no doubt. Hey, it's a high of 108 degrees. And I, I think, honestly, as I say that, I'd probably rather be here in the office. There you go. There you go. Mark, before we uh, get into this, I do have one question to ask you. Um, sure. Big, big football game tomorrow. Longhorns uh, versus Crimson Tide. Who's going to win? Oh, man. Crimson Tide. I, I you know, uh, Tough, tough opponent in the SEC. They've been a powerhouse. Um, but just because I'm speaking to you, it's going to be you two on more. So there you go. Uh, we, are, we are good to go. Alabama's been the dominant force. So I wish them the best. I think because Alabama's been so dominant, anyone that plays them, I hope that they hook them and beat them. Nice, well, the latest answer. I like it. <laughs> Well, good stuff. So, Brett, I don't know. Let's just open it up. Tell us, the listeners, myself, a little bit about yourself and what your current focus is. Yeah, sure. So I'm one of the partners of Fairmont Management Company. We are a third-party management company based in the DFW marketplace. We're a mid-sized management company strategically. We currently manage around 5,000 units in the DFW marketplace down to Corsicana. And really, our focus is just providing hands-on management. They works for both us and for the client. That's awesome. Well, great. I know how many units do you have under management now? 5,000. Yeah. So not small, not, not huge, mid-size. So I, I, I like that size. It's a good, healthy size. You get the time and attention. Brett and I were just talking about all the asset management or property owner calls that he's got to hop on. So. As owner of the company, he's, he's very much involved. So I'm sure it's nice to get that level of service from, from a lot of the clients. So let's jump into this. Uh, I want to really talk or at least start the conversation with, cause I've heard, I've heard some differing things, you know, in the great financial crisis, Todd always talks about the rent wars that were happening. And I don't, I don't think we're quite there yet, but I, you know, I'm hearing some tidbits about that and rent wars for those that don't know are basically competing properties in the area offering concessions, you know, one month concession. Well, then you got to compete because the market's a little bit softer. So you got to offer a month, then it goes to two months, and then eventually it goes to lowering rents. And so in some of these high density areas, like here in Dallas, Fort Worth, like Lake Highlands, uh, Vickery Meadow, Woodhaven, that tend to be a little more challenging operating environments anyways, just because of the density and competition, there's some properties that are underperforming and they are sucking tenants away from some of the other competing properties. Anyway, so the question is, and, and I don't think we're, again, I don't think we're quite there where it's full on rent war across DFW. I think it's, there's going to have to be a real recession here just because of fundamentals, supply and demand, demand is still really strong. But if you look at the data, vacancy has really been increasing over the last year and rent growth obviously slowing with that because vacancy is the leading indicator. What have you noticed across, and you primarily manage BNC class properties here at DFW. So what have you been seeing across uh, your portfolio that you manage for your clients? So what you described is is very accurate as far as what we are seeing, Mark. Um, you know, 
rents are being discussed strategically, right? So we're not sitting there from a property standpoint saying, hey, let's lower every rent, every unit in your property by a hundred bucks. Um, but we are, you know, we use Resmond. So there's a, pr- a report, it's a box score report that literally gives you the breakdown of occupancy by floor plan. Okay. So, so we sit there and notice which floor plans are more vacant and which floor plans are more vacant and not yet leaked. And we are having these conversations about, do we want to push rents do, or, you know, lower rents? Do we want to offer concession? Whereas over the past three years, it was just, you know, kind of like the, if you rave them, they will pay adage, right? It's, it's a lot more strategic. And, and what's interesting is, you know, we had this discussion, we've had it for about the past eight months with clients of renewal. Closing the back door is huge for keeping your occupancy up. It still is, it always will be, right? Because those are paying residents that are already in your property. Cheaper to keep them than it is to go get new residents. So even having the discussion of instead of raising those residents 25 to 50 bucks or, you know, raising them 25 to 50 bucks on renewals rather than pushing them to market, we're still having more turnover than we were the previous few years. And a lot of that's coming from, you know, if you pull up another report, a lot of that's coming from eviction, financial issues, gifts, which are, you don't want those residents to stay in your property, right? Those, those ultimately hurt your property because they don't pay. But at the same time, you're having to flip those units, whereas it's, it's just something that we're all having to face right now. It's not as easy as, it's not as easy as, you know, take the dial knob and turn it down a little bit and you keep everybody. What are the underlying issues at each property specifically and how can you tackle those? Yeah, when I saw that, when I saw, you know, the vacancy really ticking up and for the first time, I mean, dropping below the historic norms, or I should say occupancy below the historic norms, I'm like, and, and you break it down by, by asset class or by vintage. And it's like, why is the heck is, is vacancy ticking up in, in workforce housing or, or 19, you know, your typical 1960s, 80s garden style deal in the suburbs? Uh, cause they're not, you, you know, you can't compete if you're building new product, the rents are, there's a, there's a huge Delta. And I guess the only thing I can think of is, you know, the, the amount of household being formed is, as being reduced. And I think as we've had some of these inflationary pressures, people are doubling up. You got roommates now. And, and so it seems like the two and three bedroom, uh, units are in higher demand, uh, or potentially for, for maybe the younger demographic, they're moving in with their family to whatever the case might be. I mean, any thoughts to that? A pickup when you're not building any more of 60s, 80s construction? So that's a, that's a fair statement. What you said, I do believe that we're seeing the consolidation of houses. It makes sense. Look, we are our typical, you know, income multiple at these workforce housings is two and a half income or three times income, right? Which if you're leasing a thousand dollar a month apartment, you know, you can make 3000 bucks a month. Whenever you mathematically figure that out annually, it's, you're a flat tire or two away from, from, you know, having to move, just putting it bluntly. Right. And, and yeah. you aren't going to, you can't raise that income qualifier anymore because you just aren't going to be able to lease your unit. So it's, where's that happy medium? Um, our natural vacancy has risen more in one bedrooms. Um, so again, I do think that we are having the consolidation. Look, I also think that it's a lot easier to move if you're living by yourself rather than living with your kids or your family and they're in an elementary school and you don't want to stay in that elementary school, right? Whereas if I'm 
a young adult and I don't really care where I live. Well, oh, if the other place across the street's offering 50 bucks less and I have a truck, full, truck bed full of stuff, move over there. You know, that, that matters these days. Yeah. Which kind of leads me to the next question, which is about wages, you know, is, is, you know, what kind of wage growth are you seeing in the industry? I guess is really the question, but you know, the, over the last two years, we've got a lot of people hopping around, whether it be staff level at the properties all the way to, you know, regional managers or whatever, just kind of hopping for the next dollar. And, and I think some of that's slowing down, but it's just to get your opinion. Obviously, the more people are making, the more, you know, rent that they can afford which goes back to your two and a half or three times income verification. But anyways, what are you seeing just kind of in the labor market specifically for property management? Do you remember whenever uh, we could put together pro formas and the managers were making like, you could, you know, put in 15 to 18 bucks an hour for a manager. That was, that was brilliant, right? That wasn't that long ago. Um, look, man, now it's, it's closer to the 25 to $30 range for both manager and maintenance. And it just, that's the going great right now. We are, look, man, you, you sell the assets that we manage, right? And, and some are harder than others to manage. I'd, I'd say some of the most difficult assets to manage right now are the properties that are 70 units to 120 units. You go lead, you kind of have a different management company. You go more, you have a full staff with, you know, five to, to 10 people on the staff, right? The ones that are really difficult for us to manage and hire for are the properties that can only afford one manager and one maintenance tech, right? That means that the manager is there Monday through Friday, eight to five, plus your Saturday hours, and the maintenance tech is, is on call 24-7, 365, right? Which it's a beatdown, man. Um, and, I, and I can't blame them, right? They, they got nobody to rely on. If there's an AC that needs to be done, they're doing it on top of, you know, the plumbing issue on top of hopefully some R&M because you have a you know 70 unit property that while the revenue's there, you want a lot of it done in-house. So we are having difficulty hiring for those types of properties. We actually have a, have a property that's about to be closed on that's 140 units. We went ahead and are hiring an extra maintenance guy, Mark. We talked to the, the the clients. They realize that we're going to carry a fat staff for a bit, right? The, the payroll is going to be over budget. Um, but resumes are great. But until you get in there and you actually figure out if a guy can work or not, um, we're increasing the odds of having a good maintenance tech there rather than going from you know hiring one to zero. We'd rather start with two. If one of them doesn't work out, go to one. So there's various strategies, but man, the labor market's tough. It's, it's, it's still there. People are hopping around and that's, you know, long winded question of, you know, if you have a good person and you know, they're good, take care of them. Don't wait for them to come and ask for a raise. Be strategically thinking about it. Look at the last time they got one, see where they are. If you can offer a bonus, whatever, keep that person happy because it's, it's a tough market to hire in. Yeah, absolutely. Well, I was going to ask you a question about value add and what are some of the common things that are, you know, happening to maximize ROI from an income or even expense perspective. But, you know, obviously a lot of properties have not been trading or transaction velocity is way down. So you're probably not seeing, I don't know how many properties are taking over that were just acquired this year, but it's probably a heck of a lot less than, you know, two years ago. Um, 
but any, I, I guess anything, and, and if not, we can just move on. But anything you're seeing from that perspective or really people just kind of hunkering down, focus on resident retention and, and some of those things, there's, you know, how to, how to boost revenue by adding washer dryer connections or whatever, whatever the case might be. Yeah. Look, know your clientele, man. I'd also sit there and say cash is king right now. The CapEx project that you have planned. Would you rather have the hundred K in the bank right now? Right. Or would you rather add, can you, can you wait six to eight months for a new paint job? Right. So we are holding cash back, right. With the discussion of our client, but man, it's look, we, you don't want to get in the situation where you have bills to pay and no money to pay with. Um, and yeah, I get it. That money's allocated for capital, but at the same time, and, and you're seeing it, man, it's, it's survival right now. Right. A lot of these properties, the goal is get to the next year, get to the next year, see what happens, man. And I got it helps to have some bullets in the gun, man. Yeah. What about technology? We talked a little bit about right before you had got off the call, evaluating some AI technology. Are you seeing any changes, you know, in the, in the workforce housing space or anything that's piqued your interest or that you're exploring as of recent? Yeah, mainly just this AI tech of, of leasing. We don't want to lose leases at the same time, you know, through Zillow, Facebook, all of these, they're, they're great at generating leads. Uh, but it's hard if you're paying a leasing agent, you know, to go through hundreds of leads a day, right? So how can, how can we help that person? But at the same time, all of this, that technology comes at a cost. So you do need to sit there and weigh on, on, you know, is the benefit greater than the cost? At the same time, I'd also sit there and hesitate to say, why are we putting an AI stat, you know, AI leasing consultant, let's get rid of the assistant manager and just run the office with one person. Don't cut your nose off to slight your face, right? You might be more expensive. You might have a debt, you know, it might inflate your budget a little bit, but, you know, for fate, $800 for a technology expense, I would view it more as does that technology expense get you one added unit lease? If it does, it pays for itself, um, it, rather than trying to, you know, cut an expense, but yeah, cut an expense to, to make up for one that you're adding to it. Um, but look, any, everybody has smartphones these days, Mark, our B and C class residents have smartphones the same way as a class, really all the technology for these apartments is just working more efficiently. And I don't think that it really matters from a class aspect. What about offshore? Uh, labor, you know, maybe, you know, for different tasks, whether it be back office accounting all the way to, you know, tasks that a property manager or leasing agent would do. I mean, here in brokerage, we, we leverage offshore, you know, labor for underwriting, for marketing. We're working through a potential uh, merger and acquisition with a New York City team and in Eastern Europe. One of the partners of the, of the firm is from Eastern Europe. And so he's built out an entire 30 person, uh, support team over there. And, you know, they service, it, it, he said, it's crazy. It's like some of the, some of the research folks there, you know, New York city better than some of the competitors do, you know, cause they've just been diving into all the data and research and maps and things and, uh, and such for, you know, 10 years time or whatever case, but, but anyways, getting off topic, have you, have you looked into any of that? No, that's, that's actually really cool. We look, so we are, we view ourselves as the fiduciary to your money. That's, that's really what we do from a management perspective, right? 
all of our accountants sit across the hall from us. We get to see them on a daily basis. If you need a check cut, Mark, it's cut that day, right? If you have a question, they're, they're there rather than us having to you know, wait 12, 15 hours to try and get an answer. All of our staff is on site. Now, we do use quite a bit of third-party you know, companies that I, I don't really know where their staffing is, but we, we keep everything local and engaged in Dallas. Yeah. It's what we found. There's pros and cons, obviously, with, with uh, each aspect. So just like anything else. Um, what, what are some of the common challenges that you're seeing some of your uh, clients or property owners face? And then how is Fairmont addressing them? And maybe we've already touched on some of those. So you can, if you can think of anything that we haven't touched on, it'd be great. One big word, man, money. You gotta, ha- you gotta have it, right? It's the golden rule. The U.S. gold uh, makes the rules, right? So again, conserve your money. Um, that can be from a renewal perspective right? Not pushing your rent as high to keep that person there. Foregoing the CapEx project that might not add the full amount of ROI to it. Keep some money in the bank. I mean, we've seen it. How, how often have you seen it where you we're looking at properties together and they're just straight up looking it from an income perspective, right? Like that property is doing everything that it's supposed to be doing, but the mortgage has just gone up and up and up to where we're both looking at like, what's going to happen? Keep the money. And that's, that's really my one big thing that I'd recommend to anybody right now. Yeah. And who knows what the future holds, but you know, I, I, you know, who knows if there's actually going to be a soft landing or not, but that being said, you can probably still find articles of those you're talking about rent wars in the beginning, but you know, when the property next door is offering three months concession, you know, there was tenants that were living in those apartments for three months and then just moving to the next to the next apartment for three months and then moving to the next apartment for three months and just trying to basically get by with free rent, not caring, you know, what happens to their credit score or whatever the case might be, because they're just trying to survive. Hopefully, uh, the, the fundamentals of the economy stay intact and we don't, we don't, we have that soft landing and not a recession, but you know, it's a, it's a reason to keep cash on hand. And I guess going back to that, if you look for the article, maybe it's there, maybe it's not, but Todd was telling me that apparently this was a big issue because in the school system, because families were doing this and moving kids around and they were constantly changing schools every two to three months. And the kids like, it's hard to educate a child whenever they're moving to a new school every couple of months. So anyways, apparently it was a big thing back in, back in uh, 2010 or so. So cash, cash is king. Just, I mean, having worked with a lot of different types of owners over the years, y'all have been in business for what, 30, 30 years or so? Going on 30 years. Yeah, 30 years. So you, you work with owners that have held for 10, 15, probably 20, 25, 30 years. Um, right. And then also, you know, the typical value add model. So what, what can those property owners do? to better communicate expectations and I guess just work better with you as a third-party management company. Yeah, I, I, I my favorite is what you, viewing. What do you know? Yeah, Leo, no, my favorite is viewing this as what's the destination, okay? Where are we trying to get to? Where's the start? Where's the end, okay? You're hiring us because we're good at what we do, right? So if we're, if we're on Google Maps, if we take a left, right, and here, and then a right, rather than, you know, you going straight all the way through, but we get to the same destination, it's okay, right? I'd also sit there and view it from that point of what's the start, what's the end, let's have periodic check-ins, 
because it's really easy to expect everything to happen really fast whenever you're sitting there managing from a computer screen. But that's not how quick it takes. That's not how quickly it always takes place on the property, right? So just knowing that and sitting there saying, man, we changed rent. Today's the 8th of September. You can't make a decision based on the 8th of September tomorrow, right? Or even Monday. You got to give it a little bit of time, right? So holy cow, why didn't we leave 12 units? We lowered it 200 bucks today. Well, because you gave us 24 hours, right? And it might have just been a slow day. You got to have, you got to give your property the time to catch up to, to what your ideas are. And if you can have those two mindsets of finding out what the start and finish is and, and making sure that you're just on that direction, along with realizing that a little patience goes a long way, I think that you'll do very well right now. And patience matters, man. I mean, again, how, how, again, back to the point of we've seen some properties just straight crushing it, right? Get their debt services higher and stuff like that. Can you have the patience to, keep rolling with your business plan for that for all intents and purposes is working or do you start to tinker with stuff on a daily basis that ultimately has a negative effect on the property? Yeah. I just had this conversation yesterday with one of your clients and prop property is, I mean, they're crushing it. They, they, whenever I sold its own, the pro forma is well above where my year two stabilized pro forma is. And, you know, that's, that's attributed to new Fairmont management, also probably, you know, their asset management as well, Stanford things. So, but, you know, the challenge is, is today's interest rates and cap rates. So from a sale perspective, they would be losing money, but fortunately, I think they have a pretty good refi quote on the table. So, and my call to them earlier this week is like, you gotta, you gotta go, whatever you do, you gotta take action. Don't, don't wait until next year with interest rate potentially being higher. The property's performing really well. And, and unfortunately, it looks like they're going to be able to do uh, a cash out refi. So that's great. But yeah. you also got to remember with that aspect of yet take action, but that action can't be to piss off your resident. And what I mean by that is I, I don't want to start charging you an extra five bucks, then an extra two bucks, then an extra seven bucks, right? That, that ultimately isn't going to make or break your deal other than the fact that you're going to have a resident that sits there and says, man, I'm already paying you top of the market. Now you're trying to get an extra 15 bucks out of me. Like, like, uh, it, what does it matter? And each month it's like, kind of, I wake up and I'm like, what's the new $3 charge you're going to charge me? Don't do that. Like you're, you're doing a good job. Take big action, but don't take action. That's going to hurt you. Yeah. Uh, quick question. Just want to know your opinion. I don't think I've asked you this, but for, <laughs> for class C properties that are master meter probably just okay. leave it at master um flat rate billing or all bills paid versus rugs what is what do you what's your opinion on that especially in this market today what other amenities does the property have right so if you're dealing with a hundred unit property that has zero amenities but it's all bills paid we view all bills paid as an amenity. Why? Because okay. you know exactly how much you're going to pay each month. So I can charge, I would rather you add 50 bucks to the market rent, knowing that it's quote unquote utility and letting them think that it's still an all bills paid property rather than all of a sudden adding rubs to it on the background. Um, now drums is the, really the last value add, you know, aspect that you have to the property. Sure, let's do it. Um, but I, we have always found value in being able to leave value at or 
all bills paid. And as a matter of fact, yeah. our all bills paid properties right now are consistently trending with higher occupancy than our, our, our rumps pro- projects. Yeah. I've seen the same, mm-hmm. seen the same. So yeah, I was curious to get your opinion. Well, Brett, hey, thanks for, thanks for taking the time on a Friday morning. Uh, it was good to catch up with you and good to learn a little bit about what's going on in the market. Uh, what's the best way for listeners to reach out, learn more about Fairmont or uh, connect with you? Yeah, the easiest way is just to call, uh, which is my number is 972-284-1045 or email, which is belucky at fairmontmanagement.com. I'll be at the old Capitol event in the month and, you know, hopefully Mark invites me to the golf course and I run into you out there. All right. Sounds like a plan, Brett. Coco, have a good weekend and uh, we'll talk soon. Thanks, Mark. Talk to you soon.